so we talked about a lot of stuff in the past year and said we were going to do a lot of things. And we thought we would take an episode before the year is done and see if any of it mattered. Like what, uh, what did we do the past year? Do we actually make any improvements, anything better? That sort of thing. You go first. Okay. Well, it's probably best to start at the very beginning of the year and try to figure out where we were or what headspace we were in. You know, in order to see the contrast, you kind of need to know where you started. That's fair. And in order to figure that out, I had to go back and sort of do some some investigating. I had to, to kind of click through some of our older videos, which is difficult to do. Yeah, painful. But, yeah, to just kind of see where I was at. I also looked through my, my journal and some writings and just tried to recreate where I was at. Yeah. And I think at the beginning of the year, I was very focused on just sort of improving my art skills just in general, just some vague like improvement. And I'm not totally sure where I was going with it, you know? Like, I, I just wanted to get better at stuff for no real reason, just for the hope that someday I'd be good at stuff. Sure. And looking back now, it feels kind of, I don't know, sort of pointless or, I don't know. So th that was like my main focus is just to improve at being an artist. And I've changed things quite a bit since then. But, okay, so the other thing was... I was kind of on fire. Like the first half of the year, I was doing really well. I, you know, we had like the, the perfect morning routine down. You know, I was, I was taking advantage of all my time, getting up super early. And I just felt like I was crushing it. And uh, so that was the first half of the year. I don't know about you, but I, I was like peak at the beginning of the year. At least it, it looks that way from, from over here. So you're saying the year started off really good and now you're yeah. not so yes. good? Well, I I feel better now. Like, at, you know, now that we're you know, at the end. And I've, yes, I, I went through some stuff that really kind of messed me up, but I feel good again. Like, I, I am ready for another year. Like, okay. Bring it on. But yeah, about halfway through the year, things went south not awful but i got really thrown off and it took me a long time to kind of start building things back up and i don't think i'm there yet but i, I feel good now. Yeah. but yes at the the first half of the year i felt really really good so what about you so i made no real attempt to figure out what the hell was going on a year ago uh which maybe i could have done some more homework for this episode but i'm fine with that what I tried to do in the past week or so when we had said, okay, let's, let's do an episode where we try to reflect a little bit. I try to look for things in my mind that I know are different compared to a year ago, right? So what, what feels different in the way I think and act and see the world and stuff. So I want to share this. This happened a few weeks ago. It was kind of a strange I don't know, epiphany revelation moment for me. So my wife and I were hanging out with some friends 
It's actually was a conversation we had with three different friends um, on on two different occasions, and these uh, the these friends were sharing how um, they can't really be alone with their thoughts, especially at night, and how that means they watch YouTube or television or listen to podcasts. It, it makes me wonder how much of the podcast traffic that the world gets is from people who don't want to be alone with their thoughts. It's kind of an interesting thing to think about. But this happened with three different individuals talking about this. And oh, yeah, I, I can't lay in bed at night and just sit there. I have to, you know, I'm listening to a podcast, I'm doing this or that, whatever, and eventually I fall asleep. And so later, my wife and I were having dinner and she had kind of brought that up. I was like, why? Why do they do that? That just seems so foreign to me. And uh, so, of course, everyone has their struggles, right? But my wife just, this is not one of them for her. She seems to be very comfortable just being alone with her thoughts and whatever. And so I tried to explain it a little bit. And I said, I mean, you do that because of this existential dread that happens if you aren't occupying your mind with some other thing a podcast or a show uh you know you it, it, it can happen at any moment but it's especially bad at night when you're laying down trying to go to sleep you start thinking about just awful stuff terrible stuff some of it's just like things that you hate about yourself or you think about one day i'm gonna die and it's probably gonna suck and all that stuff right existential dread yeah and so instead of doing that like the solution to that is to just occupy your mind with something else so i'm sitting here telling her this she's like oh wow i had no idea how do you know that you know did they tell you or something i said no actually now that i think about it that was me a year ago that's what i always did I could not be alone with my thoughts. I would avoid being alone with my thoughts at, you know, if whenever there was a possibility of that happening and I would lay in bed every night uh, and I would just, this is like a level of nerddom that most people won't be comfortable with, but I would usually watch Korean Starcraft streams and that was enough. It was a thing that I understood and was familiar with. So I would I would watch it and my mind is just occupied with that. But because it was in Korean, it wasn't so engaging that it would keep me awake as much as if I was listening to an English streamer that I could understand. So that was kind of my solution where I just I would do that. And every single night I'd be holding the phone right in front of me until I eventually dropped it on my face by falling asleep. And then I wake up and put it aside and, and go to sleep like that. And sometimes even just the act of like setting it aside and having to kind of resituate, it was enough to where I just start thinking and then I can't sleep. And it's like, okay, back to the Starcraft. That's where I was. And it just hit me. Oh my God, I haven't done that in forever. I don't do that anymore. I go to bed pretty consistently within the same, you know, hour, more like 30 minute window most of the time. And sometimes I read a book a little bit, other times I don't, and I just kind of lay down and I go to sleep. And two things have changed there. One is that my body is just way more 
able and adapted to going to sleep at a consistent time. And that took a, a lot of effort and a long time to get into place. But now I have this feeling of, okay, I can go lay down in bed and my body will fall asleep relatively quickly. Whereas before it could have been hours, but also my mind is so much more comfortable with that where I, I don't have to sit there and struggle with this stuff. I can just kind of relax and think about some things that I choose to think about for the most part. And it's actually a reasonably pleasant experience and I can go to sleep. But it just hit me because it, it like it happened very slowly over time. There wasn't some moment where, okay, now this problem is gone. It's just been this slow process of moving away from that. But now I can just go to bed. And it's oh. kind of crazy to look back and think, oh, no, that's exactly where I used to be. It's different. Why did that change this year? I mean, if this has been a problem for a long time, why did it? Because of this podcast because we keep talking about stuff and coming up with little you know challenges or things you have to do or bringing a lot of attention to that sort of thing you know there's been many different specific habits that have kind of added up to this like i said part of it is the body where my my body is able to go to sleep much faster i mean even now even in a reasonably good headspace if i lay down and then couldn't fall asleep for three or four hours you know it's there's limits to how peaceful my thoughts can be. If you're staring at the ceiling for three hours, it starts to get a little anxiety inducing. So part of it is physical. And then the other part is psychological. And it mostly relates to a lot of what we've talked about. We did a, a meditation challenge for, I think, a month where we were meditating every day. Um, we've talked a lot about just the invasiveness of media and your phone and everything and trying to calm that down and like let your mind be more comfortable with a lower level of stimulation and things like that. I think all of that just really added up to eventually getting me to this place where, you know, that, that realization of, Oh, it's so different now. And I don't, I didn't even realize that it was this different. One thing that I kind of learned this year or experienced, you hear this all the time, but I really experienced this is in February. I did this, I talked about it few times so i did this challenge with my friend where we just mm -hmm. kind of drew a, a picture every day whatever but at the when we started it i was so bad at it and by the end of it you know after a month i went through you know all the the highs and lows where i you know felt great and then i feel awful about it and i just you know did mm -hmm. a really bad job and then i did a great job whatever but by the end of it it kind of balanced out and it became this thing that i i actually got pretty good at and it was just a month so it was you know 30 days or 26, however we February. Yeah. But it hit me the importance of what you were calling earlier this year, uh, continuity. It's, mm -hmm. it's like this, I don't know, the art of just doing something sort of every day or I hadn't, I really experienced that this year, just being yeah. able to see that. And, and so anything that I do now, I think about it more in terms of, you know, is this something I can kind of do every day or, or very frequently as being sort of not the only way of improving at it, but just the, the most, uh, the most surefire way of improving at it. And uh, I've, I've stopped seeing, I don't know if I've stopped, but I've gotten better at seeing, you know, mm -hmm. some sort of accomplish, accomplishment as being, you know, like some giant thing I need to conquer. And now I see it more as like this, this thing I, it's kind of a slow burn. Like you take your time with it. You make sure you get it every day. Like just learning how to, I don't know, take the, 
take things in, in smaller amounts. And so that's been like a, a really big thing this year. I've, I think that's been a big area for me as well. You know, just getting back into playing piano a little bit. And then even very recently, like I picked up the guitar for the first time, got some new strings, started playing around. Uh, and the, the approach to that is so vastly different than what I would have done before, which, you know, even just a, a year ago or two years ago, my thought would have been, I'm playing guitar again. We're going to do eight hours today. I'm going to blow off every other single thing. I'm not even going to think about anything else. I'm just going to throw myself into it and do nothing but that. And you know, that would have been my thought. Like, that's what you need to do. And now the thinking has more to do with that idea of, you know, what we were calling continuity of whatever I do today, I need to be feeling good tomorrow to where I can do it again and then do it again. You know, I don't, if I play guitar for 20 hours in one weekend, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I need to be playing it, the guitar, the piano, whatever I'm getting into. I need to be playing that a year from now. That's what's going to matter. So how do you set right. that up? And I've even started playing some like little games with myself of on the piano. Say, okay, I want to play a bit. So I'm going to sit down for 10 minutes and that's it. And if I complete the 10 minutes, awesome. The next day I get to do 11 minutes. And then if I complete that, the next day I get to do 12. But if I don't, if I miss the session, then it goes backwards. And so it's kind of like this. I'm trying to build up the amount of time that I'm allowed to play, but only by consistency. And that's, I mean, it's kind of yeah. silly, but it's it's been fun. And I actually think it's a really effective way to to do that, where you, you have such the, such a desire to just throw yourself into it. But then when you do kind of give into that and just blow up your life and throw yourself into it. It's like it, it's so disruptive and it's so prone to burnout that you wind up just not doing it anymore. And like forcing yourself to kind of channel that, that excitement into trying to develop something consistent over time. That's just a concept I had never even thought about before. And it's been really, really good for me. Well, we, we did that two minute challenge thing. Yeah. Yeah. And actually that that's another thing that, I did this year is I, I started fiction writing for the first time in my life mm -hmm. just by doing it, you know, two minutes a day and just seeing that you can build a whole new thing with just such a short amount of time in a day, as long as it's, you know, over a long amount of time. Yeah. That was a cool thing to see. And, and also... that's a box I get to check is the fiction writing. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I did that this year. Um, and it's also just, it's so eye-opening when you really restrict your time like that. Uh, it reveals to you how, how different a chunk of time can be, you know, two minutes that is intently focused on exactly the right things without any kind of wasted time or waffling around like that. I mean, you can easily spend half an hour getting nothing done or two minutes getting something valuable done if you really think about it. And that, that to me was the biggest reveal of that experiment was when you cut your time down so hard, but you're so excited about something, it really makes you pay attention to what matters and what doesn't. Like with the piano playing for me, that was, it really revealed very quickly 
that what matters here is memorizing the music, like getting it into your head to where you can visualize it and know where your fingers go. It's not technique. It's not repeating the same thing, trying to build up the speed or anything. But it was none of that. It's just, can I remember what I learned yesterday? And so you really start focusing in on, okay, how do you do that? And you know, those ideas of space repetition and visualization and recall and all that stuff like really come up, but you really start getting good at getting something out of that two minutes. Um, so that was just very eye-opening for me and something I still really think about a lot. Another thing we did was we started writing. We started, you know, keeping yeah. journals and that was a big one. I, I started carrying around this little pocket journal or, you know, thing that I write ideas in with me everywhere. I just keep it in my pocket all the time. It's a tiny little pen and a tiny little yeah. book. And that's that's made a big difference in just keeping track of ideas and just, it makes me feel like I, I want to pay attention to things because there's a potential good idea there. You know, mm -hmm. so if I'm watching a TV show, I'll have it right next to me and I'll just write down something that I like or whatever. Or if I'm at work and I'm, you know, listening to a podcast while I'm working or whatever, I'll just write down like little ideas and stuff. And so I can take, I filled like six of them. I could take any of those, just flip through them. And I have all these ideas and it's just, it's just this endless source of inspiration. I, that's something that I started this year that I really am very happy about. Also, I keep, you know, just a normal journal at home and I use that as a tool to, to work through thoughts or to try to catalog things and just remember, keep track of what I'm doing. Like what, when I was trying to do, or think back for this episode, I'm like, okay, well, what was I doing this time last year? I just opened the journal and started looking through it. It's like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I'd done yeah. that. I, that is something I wish I had done a little more of. I haven't really been journaling, but uh, I'm more than ever like really double down on if I am working on something there's almost nothing that I'm going to work on whether it's you know working on code stuff or playing an instrument or anything there there's going to be two things there one is a place to just write you know I a lot of that does wind up being on a computer or phone for me which I know isn't the best but it's around most of the time uh, but then also the space repetition and this probably goes back to farther than a year ago, but still, I I don't I don't listen to a podcast, I don't read an article or really anything without pulling out at least a few things and putting them into my spaced repetition system. Like I will, you know, formulate some question and some answer on anything that I find valuable or interesting, and it's gotten to the point where I'm just so tuned to that that I can be listening to some podcast maybe it's not even something i'm that interested in but then there'll be these little moments of oh that's a spaced repetition thing that's that's going in there because i need to recall that later and that's just like a fundamental part of the way i operate now i, I that's just everything um everything i listen to or read so that's been like pretty pretty impactful for me so the space repetition thing is something that I haven't kept up with so much. Yeah. I, again, at the beginning of the year, I was killing it. And then I totally fell off 
and just haven't touched it in months. And so that's that's going to be one of my goals for next year, for sure. Yeah, is getting getting back on the space repetition train. Well, so shameless plug, obviously, but I. And we can get into this, too, but my major project for the year has been trying to build something that I care about that isn't my job and whatever. Right. And so that I've been trying to build my ideal version of a spaced repetition, you know, app service type of thing. And I've been putting lots and lots of time into that. So that's what I've been using. And of course, this is kind of, I mean, it's by definition biased because I'm the one making it. So I'm making it the way I think it ought to be made. So of course it makes me happy to use it because I'm the one who did it. I've kind of designed it for me, but the hope is that, you know, before the end of time, I will get this out to where you could use it and maybe you'll like it better than whatever you're using now or not using. I know I'll like it better. So if you could, you could finish that or give me a, a little tester app i would yeah well i I, and i will um as soon as i'm comfortable with i i need to be able to give it to you to where you can use it without having to go oh hey it just nuked all of your stuff sorry start again like that's i need to be past that point okay well let's let's talk about that because one of the biggest thing for me and i think for you too this year we started doing the scary thing, what we yeah. called it, the, our our quest, and that kind of that was the biggest driver of of my year. How is yours going? I mean, you're building this app. You decided to start doing it, and you actually started doing it. Uh, how, <laughs> and how has that been since yeah. since you started up to and, now? And I'm I'm still doing it. Like I'm still I worked on it today for three hours. So. Yeah, still really, really pushing that boulder. Yeah, so part of me doesn't want to be too like self-congratulatory because it's not done. It's not out there. It's not at a point where other people can realistically use it. It's not for sale or anything like that. So there's a lot of painful things to go between here and there. Well, but, to me, to me, it's let's talk about like your decision to do this. Like, forget about where it's at, you know, progress wise, or yeah. you know, if you're almost done or whatever. Your decision to do this, you don't regret that, right? No, 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 definitely not. Um, the alternative to doing this would have been to doing a bunch of nothing. So even if it, even if I just completely fell off the wagon tomorrow and never finished it and had nothing but guilt and shame about having gone this far and stopped, it still is, would have been a lateral move compared to just doing nothing, right? You know, spending my time playing more video games or scrolling the internet and stuff. Compared to where I would have been, it's like it's only upside. Um, but even even aside from that, I now feel so comfortable with this idea that I can work on something like this. And what would happen at the beginning, or not even the beginning, 
if you rewind previously, I mean, I'd certainly attempted this kind of thing many times. If, okay, I have this idea and I, I know that I have the, the skill to pull it off, whatever, I'm going to start this project and it's going to be awesome. And I'll, you know, put this out in the world and the world will love it. Right. And so there, you wind up starting this thing and it starts to spin up and there's of course this excitement and I start pouring lots of time into it. But then there's also this huge psychological, I don't know, this churn, this constant analysis of, Oh, is this, is this good? Is it going to be good enough? Is this dumb idea? And Within that, I'm also just spending so much time on it that it's kind of blowing up everything else around it where I'm not actually doing my real job enough and so I'm getting behind and I'm not really taking care of the other normal stuff that happens in my life. And it just kind of winds up being a disaster and becomes very anxiety-inducing. So now with this thing that I've been doing for, I don't know, when did we actually start this? Was it a year ago? It wasn't a year ago. Um, it was about midway through the year, I think. Okay, so we'll say six to eight months maybe april or, or, or something okay well yeah. i don't know how to six do to eight months, yeah. math so okay <laughs> six to eight months we'll see yeah it was from now to april ago that we did this um it's just so much more comfortable where i mean with with very few exceptions i'd wake up i go get myself situated at a coffee shop that i like and then i just go okay the next two hours i'm gonna spend on this and I have this monstrous list of different things that, you know, different ideas or to-do items or whatever. And so I just kind of, you know, and we've talked about this before with that continuity idea where I usually have left myself notes from the previous session of, hey, do this first. This is easy. This is fun, whatever. And it's like, I have all these little things to kind of get me back into it. And then I just spend that two hours doing it. And it's I mean, there's moments of frustration, but for the most part, it's really enjoyable. Like, I'm not sitting there for two hours going, oh, is this dumb? Should I have been doing something else? Am I going to be good enough? I'm just doing it. And I'm just kind of enjoying it and thinking, hey, let's build this little thing and let's try that and let's fix this thing or make it faster. And it's it's just, it's really nice. Like, it's just a very enjoyable, rewarding two hours to spend on it. And that's just what i do every day i look forward to it you know i wake up in the morning and i still kind of hate waking up but i do it and i get out there and i'm like awesome i get to do this again it's really nice it's so so different just the entire experience so different than what it was you know a year or two ago how's it going for you okay yeah, because I, I also started doing the scary thing this year. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if I'm looking at this year, I think it was, it, it certainly wouldn't be the year of progress. You know, I don't have tons of progress or, or anything, which is what I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of disappointed at first. But when I start looking back on the whole year and comparing it to previous years, it's, oh, okay, this was the year of, like, decisions. I, I decided that I wanted to do, you know, sort of, work on independent art rather than education or freelancers or anything. So I made that decision early on in the year, like in January. And I realized that in order to work on it, I kind of had to navigate through a lot of, a lot of difficult things in order to give up, you know, in order to make some more time for the independent art, 
I had to give up freelance and, you know, I had to kind of take a break from the education stuff, which was easy. But in order to give up freelance, I had to be making a little bit more money. So I had to figure out a way to make more money, which let me down the path of, okay, I need to, maybe I can get a raise and, you know, sort of a promotion. So I figured out how to get that. I was able to do that, which freed me up. You know, I was able to let go of the freelance and, and I had to finish up a bunch of freelance that I currently had. So about four or five months in, I was able to let go of the freelance um, and, and start working on my independent art, which, you know, has been a very slow moving thing, but I started it. And with that, that decision to do it, I have not regretted and I have not. I wouldn't say I haven't questioned it. I've questioned it in a way of, is this a dumb idea or, you know, is this, yeah. am I going to look stupid or am I not good enough or whatever? Like I, I've had all of those thoughts, but my decision to start doing it, I, I haven't really wavered on. And I've, I've loved working on this yeah. and, and, and it's been the same thing. You know, every time it starts getting hard, I remember that it's, it's not about trying to force myself and, you know, bleed myself dry to, to accomplish this thing. It's okay, well, let's make it easier. Let's find a way to make it easier. So it'll work long term. And so that's just sort of been this filter every time, you know, something difficult happens. And compared to previous years, where, where I've tried to do, you know, personal projects or whatever, this year has been totally different in that it's just continued. You know, things have come up some big things this year that have kind of messed me up, but I've been able to just get back to it. And it, it, I don't know, I'm just like dedicated to this thing and it feels really, really good. Yeah. I, I guess if I had to kind of pick one, um, like theme or, or major yeah, yeah. change, it's been that it's been that it just feels like the actual process of doing something uh, has just changed for me so much to where I just enjoy. Not, I mean, not for everything, right? But like I've gotten to I've gotten to that point with with different things where you know with the main quest, I just I like sitting down and doing it. Um, so I was I've been listening to this podcast um, just recently with uh, Peter Atia and Lane Norton. He's a, a power lifter. I think he just won like worlds. So, you know, at least in his weight class, the strongest power lifter alive right now. And what was interesting about listening to him. So he shares a lot of thoughts about powerlifting and, and all that, but he talks about his training and what he does and how he trains really hard, which of course you train really hard if you're trying to be the best in the world at, at lifting. But he he keeps talking about how he just likes it. You know, he would say that some of the mistakes he would make is where he'd go to a, a, a meet where you lift, you know, as hard as you can. You're doing the meet. It's very difficult. And you do a lot of training leading into that. And you come out of it. And if he felt too good, like he would say that, like, oh, I felt a little too good. So I wound up just going right back into the training, even though it wasn't the smart thing. He just wanted to do more. Like, oh, I just, I want to get back in there and lift more and really push myself. Like he just seems to really enjoy the process 
of training really hard. And that that's what has led to him being the best at doing this. He just really likes the training. I was also listening to an interview with, I can't remember her name, unfortunately. I'll try to link it if I can, but um, she's like the world's best uh, ultra runner. I might have talked about her before in the podcast, uh, but she's just like dominates the competition in terms of these ultra running events. You know, she'll do hundred mile events, 200 mile events, insane stuff like that. Like a, a race that takes days and you have to strategically decide, do I sleep or keep running? I mean, insane stuff. And she talks about how um, it's on the ritual podcast. He's asking her like, what do you, what, what is your training like? What do you do? How do you do that? Just, I, I just, I just do it. I just like it. The way she talks about it is like, it's this huge privilege to be somebody who can do that. You know, she's in agony running for literally days, incredible pain. There's one, she talks about one event where she went blind because I guess your body can be so messed up from the endurance thing that like the something about your eyes gets inflamed to where you can't see anymore. And like, that's how hard she goes. She had to have somebody run in front of her and like shout to her. Okay. It's like a little bit of a left turn, follow my voice. And she finished the race that way. And obviously won. Um, but she just talked about that, how she, even that she just loves doing it. Like, even the pain, she calls it her pain cave. She likes being in her pain cave. What? Okay. I'm like any mortal person would not want to do that, but that's what makes her the best in the world. She just likes doing it. Not, Oh, I love winning. I gotta be the best. You know, Lane Norton isn't saying, oh, I'm so driven because I got to be the strongest guy in the world. Just like, I really like lifting weights. I really like training. It seems to be a common thread with the people who are really good at stuff is that they don't necessarily want to be really good at stuff. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it, but the, the main driver is just they seem to just really like doing it. And having done some self-reflection on many of these things, it's like, man... I mean, yeah, I do. I like doing this stuff, but I get so fixated and obsessed on the outcome of it. You know, I, I can't even sit down and play piano, something I used to really enjoy without immediately like spinning up all these thoughts in my head of, oh, I'll be super good and I'll, you know, start playing shows and stuff and whatever, like it, silly fantasy stuff, but that's just always what would happen. And so trying to both consciously and then just incidentally trying to make this transition of just getting to the point where I can do something and just really enjoy that simple act of doing it without being obsessed with the outcome, without any of that stuff, just being in that moment, doing that thing and really liking it. Like I'm not there yet, but I feel like I've made so much progress on that. And it's not only is it just objectively better provably better. I mean, we, we've talked through, you know, the Batman effect. We, we read and talked about the inner game of tennis and, and some of those concepts there where the people who tend to do really well are just, just having a good time, not overthinking that much, really being in the moment. Like it's better, but also it's, it's just so much more enjoyable to be in that headspace. So that's been a major point of progress. And I'm I'm really, really happy that, that it has been because it's just really made a difference for me. Yeah, one thing I've noticed this year or started really paying attention to 
it, I brought it up in one episode at some point this year where I was working on my painting and it started going, started going well. I started feeling really good about it. And then I start, you know, fantasizing about it, you know, being mm-hmm. great. And then, you know, it just, it sort of blew up into this. Oh my God. I'm so excited that everything's going well. And it, and it, it tipped like it, it went too far and it screwed me up for, you know, the next day. And, Mm. following that it just kind of it built everything too high and then everything i did after that just wasn't good enough and it just kind of destroyed me and so now you know i've begun to recognize that feeling of nope i'm feeling too good about the outcome of something yeah you know not yeah. the process the outcome of it you know i'm thinking too much about the finished painting and the result of that or whatever and i've just started to pay attention to that and really try to stop myself from I don't know. I wish we had a name for it, but it's like that fantasizing about a Mm. success, you know, trying to stop myself from doing that. And it keeps me being able to go much longer and and continue enjoying the process rather than, you know, burning yourself out with this epic, you know, fantasy win or something. It's just, no, keep your eyes on the process, keep enjoying the day to day and just, you know, don't become overwhelmed with this feeling of success or, you know, don't Mm. pay attention to the, to the outcome, focus on, on process. Yeah, I, I would notice that with uh, StarCraft. So, okay, one of the other things that I did this year was we had set this goal. I had set this goal of trying to make it into Grandmaster League in StarCraft 2, and I did. Very happy and proud of that. But during that process of trying to get this, you know, achieve this very high level in this game, I would notice exactly that. I might have a really good session where I sit down and I play and I feel great and I I win a lot and it's just, man, awesome. (laughs) And it's almost like two things can go wrong. One is if I do that for long enough, I'll get fatigued and then start to lose. And then all of that excitement, you know, playing good adrenaline, it turns into anxiety and frustration. I was actually listening to somebody talk about this recently how there's the difference between anxiety and nervousness and excitement is cognitive like it's just your interpretation of it and so one of the ways that would go wrong is you know i would kind of make that switch of all that adrenaline and energy would go from excitement and confidence to frustration and anger so that's one thing that could go wrong where i just play for long enough and it turns to that the other is where I, I stop at the right time. So I've, I've played this session. Maybe I play for an hour, hour and a half or something, feeling great. And then I go, I get away from it and I'm thinking about it. And I just start thinking about how great I am at this game now right. and how I've just like, I got it figured out and I'm really good. And, you know, I'll probably be a pro player within a couple of weeks because it's just this trajectory I'm on is unstoppable. And inevitably, like there was never an exception to this. I would come back the next day and play terrible, absolutely terrible. It's like it would just rot in my brain overnight. And it was that exact thing where you just, you start thinking about this outcome, not, not the thing you're doing, but the, the result of it, the fantasy of it. And it just totally goes wrong. And that's been a major lesson as well is like recognizing that right away where man i really want to go 
take a shower and spend 20 minutes just thinking about how great I am after this great session of, I mean, it could be StarCraft, it could be anything else. Um, and you just learn, no, you want to, it's fun, don't do that. Just, you know, reflect on on what you did, take the lessons from the games and whatever, but like keep your mind focused on the thing, not the fantasy related to the thing. And that's been a major shift for me. I definitely wouldn't say that I have solved that or fixed it completely, but it's a thing that I recognize now where I tell myself there's like this red flashing light, like, okay, you're going too far. You're thinking too much about this, you know, layoff, go do something else, get your mind off of it. Otherwise it will destroy you. (laughs) Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I don't mean to imply I've solved it either, but I at least know that I shouldn't be doing that. One other thing I've noticed, this is kind of jumping around, but um, negative thought loops, I think is what they're usually called. Uh, this would happen all the time. Go for a walk. Uh, almost any time where I'm moving and not my mind isn't occupied by something, like I'm not looking at my phone or whatever, um, you know, mind just starts to go. I start to think about stuff and this used to just happen all the time and I didn't even realize it because I never really thought about it, but I would get into these very negative thought loops where I would start thinking about something and it would be something bad. Maybe it's a real thing that happened. Maybe it's not, but it would just turn into something very negative, like an argument with a person where maybe I had some like, mildly negative exchange with somebody but you know this would just turn into this whole like verbal fight and some kind of terrible nasty situation like this thing would just spin out in my head and i never realized that this was really happening which seems crazy to say but i just really didn't uh where i would just always have these very or often wind up in these very negative like mental spaces and Probably a lot of this came from that that month of meditation that we did or just talking a lot about that. But uh, just learning that that is a very common thing that my mind will get into and just going, oh, hey, I'm getting into one of those negative thought loops here. Let's not do that. And setting that aside, like that's just something I do pretty instinctively now. And I, I didn't even realize that was what was happening. Never mind, you know, having any kind of solution to it you know, a year or two ago. And that's been a major shift. And part of that, I think, was the meditation where just you kind of learn to, you know, notice your thoughts and detach yourself a little bit from the things rushing through your brain. But also we've talked so much about getting away from constant stimulation, when I'm putting your phone away, that kind of thing. And the value of letting your mind be more still, uh, just the importance of your own thoughts and being able to think about the things you want to think about. Weirdly, one of the most impactful things was the, uh, the two minute challenge. You know, for me, it was, I'm going to play piano for two minutes a day. When you do that, the time is so severely limited that you realize, man, I really need to be able to think about playing piano. That's one of the major ways to make progress is just me being able to think about it. But, you know, I, I'm working throughout the day. I'm doing other stuff. You know, when do you genuinely think about it? For me, it was 
Well, every morning I take the dog for a walk for 20 or 30 minutes. That's 20 or 30 minutes of thinking time. And I could spend at least some of that thinking about playing the piano. And when I did that, it made this huge difference in my ability to recall, you know, what the piece I was playing and everything. So I, I mean, it might've been cheating, I don't know, but I learned a lot by just thinking about what I learned in that two minute session the day before. And so it just kind of made it very clear that, man, the stuff you think about is really valuable. It feels not very tangible. Like your mind can just kind of do whatever because you're not doing anything, but that's wrong. You can make, it's such a valuable thing. And so why would you spend it thinking about terrible, anxiety-inducing, made-up situations that never happened? Like that seems like the worst possible waste of your time when you could spend it on things that are so much better. And that's been a major uh, just difference in where I'm at now versus a year ago. And uh, I'm I'm really happy about that. It's made a, a huge difference, not just in my mood, because, you know, to, if you think about anxiety inducing things, they induce anxiety. But also it kind of gives me this ability to spend my my thought time on things that I want to. I, yeah, I experienced that same thing with, well, the two minute challenge that we did when I was doing the writing, I would, you know, I would sit down and just try to write some type of fiction. I mean, it, it sucked, but, you know, I was doing it and I was yeah, enjoying yeah. it. But, you know, the first few times I did it, I sit down and then I try to kick my brain on and think of something and then write it down and then it sucks or whatever. And then it's over with but after a while you start thinking okay you know throughout the day because i was doing this at night throughout the day i would start thinking oh that'd be a good thing to write about and then you start thinking about it mm -hmm. and you can spend hours thinking about it yeah and then when it comes time to write for two five minutes whatever it, it's there because you've created it in your mind beforehand and i experienced the same thing with the, the challenge i did in february with my friend where we had to draw a picture the the first half of the challenge i'm you know, I sit down to do it, and then I try to start thinking of things. But the second half was like, okay, I'm going to think of things, create this, you know, fill this well of inspiration and information, and then when it comes time to do the thing, to drink from the well, there's plenty there. And yes, absolutely, your your time spent thinking about something is possibly even more valuable than your your time spent doing it. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. But you're right. When when you do it, it's it's tangible. When you're away from it, you you don't consider it tangible because you don't see anything getting done. But actually, it's it's happening in in your mind. I almost thought of it kind of opposite, where the the two minutes that I spent on the piano that was me trying to put a bunch of new stuff into my mind, and then like that's there for when I think about it. You know, the, those yeah yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, but it, it was just so revealing on how important you thinking about something really is. Well, they're both extremely important because when you sit down, say if, you know, I sat down to write, I start writing and I run into a problem. Either I can't think of anything to write about or I can't construct a sentence or whatever. Yeah. That is the test, you know, and then it reveals these issues 
problems or just questions that you have. And that's what you, you end up thinking about as you walk away from it. So it's, yeah. you have to have both. If all you do is think about yeah. something, then, you know. Right. Of course it's, it is, it's different too, though, because you're doing a creative outlet where you're trying to create something from your mind and then write it down. I was in some sense doing the opposite where I'm just taking a piece of music that somebody else wrote and I'm trying to learn it. I'm not really expressing myself creatively or anything. So there was probably some different considerations there, but at the same time, you know, you're still doing the thing, finding all these problems or things that, you know, you have to figure out, solve, and then you're letting your mind kind of work on that. But I don't know. It's just interesting that they're similar, but different. And, and regardless, just that thought time is so, so valuable. I really wonder, I don't know how to spin this into like a, a literal challenge, but there was some way to try and just document what and how much, um, like what you spend your thoughts on and how long you think about that throughout the course of a day would be hard to do, but really revealing. Well, we learned, sorry, I was just choking on my, yeah. my wine, but I'm okay now. Um, we learned in our, uh, the novelty problem episode, or when we were talking about that, is that it's very easy to think about things, or, or you really want to think about them when they're novel and new. Yeah, and after two, three weeks or something, uh, you know, that thing being really new and exciting, your time spent thinking about it starts to fall off. And when you just recognize that problem, it's like oh, you're turning orange now. Well, it is seven thirty. One moment. I don't remember what I was gonna say because. No, it's the novelty problem, you you spend all your time thinking about something when you're excited about it. Well, yeah, and so when you when you sit down to play piano, you know, for that two minutes, you hit on something new, right? Because new information that you're going to yeah. learn, all of a sudden it's new and exciting. And then you just think about it. And if you keep doing that day after day, you're constantly finding new, exciting, you know, novel information. And it just keeps... It keeps refreshing and keeps refreshing. And so you keep thinking about it. It's, it, it stays interesting. And that's, that's something I've noticed about, you know, my main quest where I'm trying to build this, you know, independent art world type stuff. It's mm -hmm. if I leave it alone for too long, everything starts to sink and it's not interesting. So it, it takes some, some effort to, to kind of kick up the dust and make it interesting again. And then if you do that regularly, it stays interesting. You stay thinking about it even when you're not working on it. And also just, I like what you said there with the, the two minute challenge or whatever, where you're, you're kind of dosing it carefully to where it feels novel and you're able to keep it feeling novel for a much longer time. Whereas if you aren't doing that, you're just dumping all your time into something, you burn through that novelty phase very quickly and you, usually you you pour all your time into it and you wind up in a place where you're kind of just burned out or super fatigued and overwhelmed with it and so that it's like you're you're kind of killing that novelty effect by just it's like when you hear a song you really like and so you listen to it on repeat a thousand times and you're then you go wow i'm super sick of this song because i just listened to it over and over a billion times in a row like ideally right. 
you know, maybe, maybe that's fine for a song, but you know, when you're trying to make, when you're trying to adhere to the, the principles of continuity, that's not what you want. You want it to feel exciting and new every day. And then uh, the other thing too, there is that even when you do get excited about something, if you're not careful, you know, you're thinking about it all the time, but it's pretty easy to wind up thinking about the wrong thing all the time like that future fantasy of oh it's going to be so right. awesome and like you're you're more daydreaming than you are actually thinking about that thing and so you you get burned out without ever really even putting your thoughts in the right place right i well i've noticed myself doing that yeah like i will think about just the the project itself you know being oh you know i I want to have this and I want to have that or whatever. And then at the end of the day, I'm thinking, oh, I've made zero progress. I, right. I haven't written any story. I haven't come up with any new drawing or painting ideas. Like all I've done is think about the idea of thinking about this, you know, like it's right. you really just anywhere. daydreamed all day and yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up is at, okay. So at the beginning of the year, I felt awesome. I, I was doing great. At least, looking back it seemed like i was doing great i was waking up at like 5 15 spending you know an hour or two working on my stuff in the morning whatever like i can't i can't picture me being better like i was doing really well right and then i i got covid in, in like august okay and it was two weeks where i it's not like i went to the hospital it wasn't that bad but it was bad enough to where i could not get off the couch for like two weeks. And so I spent two whole weeks just everything just falling apart. Like every everything I had built up yeah. just was gone. And it took me, I feel like I'm still reeling from that. It it just wiped everything out. And I would have told you earlier that year that I had it figured out. I mean, I, th I think I did tell you that, is that, you know, I think I got it. Like, all you have to do is wake up early, you know, just enjoy the process, whatever. Everything's yeah, going to yeah. be great. Like, we we solved it. And this happened. And then well, a couple other things also happened, which were equally bad. But I I watched everything just fall apart. Like, everything. My my health, my happiness, my, my productivity, my everything. Yeah. All inspiration. Everything just was gone and you know months go by where i can't just like, i can't get a foothold in, in anything you know i'm just like mm -hmm. it was really hard and you know some days were, were good and some weeks you know went better than others but it was nothing like that that continuity that we're, we always talk about like it was it was gone and i just could not get it going again and it it was like a a fire you know and i'm throwing the logs on and i keep throwing mm -hmm. them on and as long as the flame is big it keeps burning and it it was i got it burning like really hot and then i walked away from it for 2 3 weeks and it was like dead cold and it was freezing and it's gone and i like throw another log on <laughs> and nothing happens just a you know poof of ash or whatever like it, it doesn't matter you keep throwing logs on there and you're like why you know this was working before it's not working yeah. now like what is going on and I, it was just so frustrating and I, I realized you know i started 
just recently in the last month or so, I've started to feel really good again. And I've started to get back into a routine and I'm excited and I feel like happy again and things are going well again. It, it, it's not quite that simple of a progression of things are great. Things are awful. Now things are all better again. Like it's been up and down throughout the whole thing, but sure. I have been feeling good the last week. And it's because I started going back and listening to podcasts that I was listening to before that, that really motivated me and listening or, or reading stuff that has always kind of motivated me or whatever. And, and it, it got me thinking that like, just listening to these conversations on, on this podcast that i really liked this like independent art podcast um it it made me really excited again it sort of reminded me like oh yeah that's the thing i like that that's what i want again and it, it just listening to a little conversation made me like really excited again and then i went back and listened to some of our stuff where for this episode and i'm listening to you know the perfect morning routine and blah 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 and i'm like holy shit like i was so much better than like, I suck now. Like, what's going on? But it started getting me kind of excited again. Like, mm -hmm. well, I did it then. I, I can, you know, do it again now or whatever. But I guess I realized that I'm just not as invincible as I thought or wished I was. And you can figure all this stuff out and it can just go cold and, and the fire can completely die again easily. It doesn't take much at all. And... I thinking of, you know, next year or, or thinking of the year as a whole, it's like when everything dies, how do you keep it going? You know, how do you keep the fire burning? You know, I, I think you just have to start small. And I kept, I kept uh, expecting myself to just jump right back into things. And I kept trying to do that and it just wasn't working. And so I, what it took was just like, some really small stuff, like a little bit of inspiration here and there, whatever. And it kind of just started building and, and, you know, I just got a little spark and little twigs, whatever. And it started burning again. And I feel, I feel better. Like I, I don't know. I just, so for the next year, I want to be aware of the fact that it can all fall apart at any moment and the fire can go out and, and you have to start all over, but I want to be prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm taking this metaphor way further than I wanted to, but, you know, I, I'll have some twigs close by. I'll have, you know, a box of matches, whatever. Like, I want to prepare for when that happens rather than than yeah. see it as, like, you know, you run out and you just, oh, God, what do I do? You know, I have, whatever. No, I, I think that's actually a super important thing that we've we've kind of talked about a couple times, but it's it's like a hard thing to talk about because you don't really want to. You, know, you want to well, talk yeah. about being awesome and doing awesome things and the secret to life and the secret to being, you know, an absolute machine and productivity. Like that's what we want to talk about. You don't want to talk about what to do when you're in the dumpster and you can barely even get out of bed and everything just feels like crap. Like that's not very fun, but it's also maybe some people don't experience this, but that's reality for me. There's, I, you know, I've gone through periods of feeling really great and then it pretty much always winds up with something happens, something blows it apart. And then I'm just, you know, where are you said, uh, this might have fallen outside of the, the past year, but I remember, you know, I got married 
and the you know certain things of just around that time just got me so stressed out and so disrupted my life i mean it was obviously it was wonderful but you know the the stress and the the life getting so torn apart that it just it put me in that same place where i'm just like i can't even get myself back into being a human being and trying to figure right. that out of okay what do you do then is like a really vital thing there's this one um i don't know just offhand line or 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 little bit of wisdom that i heard and really took to heart with um when i was really working on starcraft was i think this was from the chess world we're saying how the line between winning and losing is razor thin and you wouldn't think so you know you would think that the best chess player in the world is always going to smash the you know somebody below him but he, they don't you you watch their games and it's always like really close and they just i mean they they like eke it out they're just a little bit better you know if they, there's a couple small opportunities that come up and they take them you know you, you have this fantasy of just you know, somebody who's really good at something, they're just so good. They're just so much better than everyone else, but they're not. You know, I was watching the World Cup, watching, uh, you know, Messi, the most people consider the best player of all time at this point. And he's incredible. You watch him just handle the ball, you know, pass and move and look for opportunities. And like you, you realize that he, he's the best player alive right now, but also at the same time, it's like he's just he's just a little better than everyone else. He's just a little bit faster, a little bit quicker or whatever, but it's never like he doesn't just dominate. He doesn't just score a goal every five minutes. It's like he gets one more goal than the other guy. It's just it's so small. And I feel like that's the that's what's happening when you're doing really well. You think that you've just got it all figured out and you're on fire and life is just clicking along for you. But really it's like a, it's a tiny difference between that and just things really not working. I mean, and, and we've realized this, I think in the past year about that, that process of working on your, your main quest, this project that you really care about, right? It feels easy. You, know, you wake up, you get set up, you work on it, you're painting, I'm coding, but it's like, oh, this is nice. This feels really good. And that's just like the perfect place to be. But when you think about what actually goes into it, it's like all these tiny things that easily could have gone wrong. You're like, oh, I went to bed at 11 last night instead of 1230 because I'm like, I kind of know to do that now. And I'm able to make those tiny decisions or there's just all these little things that are set up around that to where you're able to be in that place and in the right state of mind to do it, but you start messing up some of those tiny little things around it and it all falls apart. It, it feels like it, you just, you're on top of the world. You got it figured out, but like it's really hanging in the balance on these, these little tiny things. And so the flip side is, you know, when you're a mess, yeah. there's just so much that has to be put back. And, you know, one of the amazing things about depression is, it makes you not want to do any of the things that you need to do that could help improve the depression, or maybe it's not even full-blown depression, but just, you know, being in a bad state, you, you're not motivated. So right. you don't have the motivation to do the things that help you feel motivated. Like it's just this, you know, vortex of suckiness. 
And so it's, I mean, just, you have to respect how, how difficult that really is and never take it for granted that you're doing well. Well, I respect it. I mean, you know, I was, you know, we have a podcast where we talk about, you know, I don't know this stuff. Yeah. And sure. I would, I want to be the person who can say, oh yeah, this is how you do it. Blah, blah, blah. But you know, and then I'm thinking about this while I'm sitting on the couch drinking my third whiskey while I'm watching some true crime and it's 3 a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is not good. Uh, you know, I mean, that's like what I did for like a, a long time this year. It's just, yeah, I know I should go to bed because the mornings are important. I know that waking up and, you know, going back to that schedule where I'm really happy like, I know how to do that because I've talked about it. We've recorded it yeah. and I don't care. You know, I just, I don't care anymore. I I don't want to do it. And you just, you end up in this place that you, you might know how to get out of, but right. you can't, or, or you just don't want to. Yeah. Like, you know, you just go in the opposite direction. So I, I feel much better now, but yeah, I just, that, that's just something that happened this year where I just, mm-hmm just went in the total opposite direction of, of where I, I was before. But yeah, I don't, I don't think there's ever going to be a, a place where that's just not a risk or, or that it, it won't yeah. even happen. Like it'll happen. Right. And you, you figure out how to, you know, make the low a little less low and you figure out how to, you know, get back to somewhere good faster right right like it's, i don't think you eliminate that from your life ever like you got covid right you can't i mean you can't plan around that that just that's a thing that happens yeah, or, or whatever but, sickness yeah. right i mean you just you know you have to be ready for things to disrupt your life and, right. you and that's you have to make it work that's what i want to remember for the right. for the next years is Okay, these things are going to happen again. You know, something's going to come out, come up. The, the structure is going to be obliterated, whatever. You have to, you know, you have to leave the breadcrumbs to find your way back. Or, you know, you have to roll down the ladder before you fall into the bottomless pit again. Like, yeah. you you have to prepare for this. So remember what works and what doesn't. And and remember that for next time. Yeah. And, and to me, there's there's also this risk of when things are going really well, you're at risk of winner's tilt where yeah. you start losing, you, you become too confident in yourself. You start to fantasize about how great you are. You, you lose the respect for all the work you really had to put in to get there. You start thinking that stuff doesn't matter quite as much. And it, it winds up like you're, you're flying high, but it becomes more and more fragile and it, it just leads to some crash and burn. And then you're, you're in a bad place. That's a that's a tough lesson to learn, um, and and even harder to like actually figure out. On a happier note, I am today. I painted for like six hours today because I, I took like two weeks off of work, and I'm. I get to work on my stuff, and yeah. I'm working on an oil painting, for the first time, in like six years. I mean, I have been for the last few months, but. Right. It just. I am so happy that we decided to do, you know, the quote unquote scary thing because mm-hmm. it has led to me doing the thing that, you know, one of the things I love most in the world is just 
you know, painting. Like, yeah. And I get to do that because I made that decision and, and, you know, worked hard to kind of pave the way for it. But today was just like, oh my God, I love doing this. And I am very glad that this year I made that decision to, to work my way towards this and I'm working on it. And it just, it's just really nice that, yeah. that this year has led to that. Um, yeah, that's a great place to be. I'm looking forward to eventually one day, maybe seeing some of this art that you're working on. No, let's just talk about it. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I look forward to being able to share. And I think for next year, that's my, if this year was the year of, you know, making the decision, navigating your way to, to get to the point where, you know, you can actually work on some of this stuff. The next year is working on this stuff. I mean, I want, I want to just, it, I want it to be the year of like production. Just, well, I want to paint. I want to draw. I just want to, to do this. Okay. Well, let me stop you there. I, okay. our goal for this episode was to talk about, you know, the, okay. the, the things that have like worked and, and stuck and feel good and, you know, just kind of celebrate that. Um, but I have, I have a list of things that I, you know, problems that I still encounter every day or nearly every day or just stuff that I haven't, we haven't figured out yet or, or just things that I want out of next year. So maybe we save that for the next episode where we, yeah, we, yeah. we talk about what do we want from next year? Not, not resolutions, but like, what are we looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And All we'll right. just yeah, go yeah. ahead and do that. And that'll be the next one. Okay. What, one thing I did this year, looking back to the past, forget mm -hmm. about the future, uh, is I, I made a point to go to some of the places that I have been wanting to go to for a while. You know, I, I went to like three different art museums, uh, and it was amazing. I've been wanting to go see some art in person. And I just, it's just one of those things, well, maybe next weekend, maybe a month from now, whatever, do it later. This year, I made a point to actually go. So that was awesome. I went to this hotel in downtown Orlando with um, some of the other guys from work. And I kind of, you know, bugged them about it until we actually went. But there's this hotel in downtown Orlando that has like, I don't know, like 10 or 12 original Dean Cornwell paintings. And I know you don't know who that is, but I've heard of that name, it, if that counts. Okay. Because I've said it before, but okay. Well, still heard of it. Well, each painting is probably worth like a quarter million dollars. Like it, oh, man, it was, it was definitely one of the highlights of, of my years just to go and see these paintings in person. It was amazing. And, and the other, museums as well. I, I got to see an original NC Wyeth and Andrew Wyeth and a bunch of other guys. Anyway, it was it was awesome. It has nothing to do with well it kind of does have no something that. to do with this. It, it was that that's just one thing that happened this year that was yeah really cool and exciting. Also we read Dracula. Yeah. That was that's pretty cool. cool. And uh talked about memory and journaling and writing stuff. And that oh. was also kind of a highlight of this year, but go ahead. This is, I don't know if this counts or not, but I just wanted to bring it up because um, a couple of people were talking about this on Discord and I was like, yes, I do that too. So we, 
talked a lot about memory. It's one of the big things that we've like focused on was how you remember stuff, what goes into that. And one of the major parts of that is spaced repetition where you, you recall something and then some period of time later, you recall it again. And then some period of time, maybe even much later, you recall it again. That's how stuff stays in your brain. Your, your brain is always sorting of, you know, what do we keep? What do we get rid of? And if you keep, you know, re-establishing memories or accessing that, your brain's like, oh, I guess this is important. We'll keep it, right? Been a major, major theme. It's something, like I said, I still I use my space repetition stuff every day. Like it is fundamental to how I operate now. But this kind of funny flip side of that, this is what they were talking about that I've noticed too, is that sometimes you don't want to remember something. And I'm not talking about some, you know, horrible trauma, but just like even simple things Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to remember this. You know, I, I'm out somewhere hanging out with some friends and like something negative happens. Nothing awful, but just like, you know, a little argument or something kind of unpleasant. And I just know from the way I am that I'm going to ruminate on that all day. And then I'll think about it later and it'll wind up being the only thing I remember from that experience. And that blows. Like I have a great time doing fun stuff. And just this one tiny stupid negative thing happens and like that's all i remember hate that so having understood more about memory the approach is now hey this negative thing happened i am going to very intentionally think about something else to avoid me thinking about this thing because i don't want to remember it and i know that i won't if i don't keep recalling it and of course you can't like sit there and go oh, i'm not going to think about this because that's not, that just isn't how it works. So instead, you like have to occupy your mind with something else. So I'll kind of create this like little, little trigger diversion type thing where the moment I find myself wanting to kind of think about this sort of negative thing, I just pick something else, something that I think is cool or just pleasant, whatever. And I just kind of think about that instead, like play through that little sequence in my mind and just do that. And it's really effective. And I can't tell you what the negative things were because I don't remember them, which is awesome. But it has prevented me from like winding up with this negative memory stuck in my head. And I think it's a really cool and, and really, you know, simple but powerful way of approaching that. I just wanted to bring it yeah. up. Yeah, you don't typically think about the things you don't want to remember. Or, right. or, you know, you don't think of a method to not remember something. I mean, the simple, yeah, don't think about it. Like, prevent yourself from thinking about that thing and it won't stick in your memory. Okay. I've I've kind of completed my list here. Do you have any other takeaways from the past year, things that you think are cool? No, I, oh, I did the, I played that concert where oh, we, yeah. we, yeah, the music thing. And we talked about how to memorize music and everything and that was that was a cool thing that happened because i had played a concert before years ago and things had gone really bad where I, or not really bad but I, I had this total lapse in memory where i couldn't yeah. finish the solo and so i played another show and we had talked about it and it went really well and so i mean it's a it's a small thing but it, well it's, I, I think it's worth you know reminiscing about for a second it's but not yeah, that it, small yeah and that was the whole conversation that we had around memory and visual memory versus physical memory and like the different types of memory that go into music and and all that yeah yeah 
So that's just a fun little thing. So glad for yeah. both of us that that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it for me. Cool. All right. Well, we can leave it there. Uh, for any of the listeners, if there's anything that you maybe are feeling good about this past year, something you're kind of happy with, let us know. I'd love to hear what that might be for you. Um, and I, I think we'll we'll come back next week with, you know, we'll talk about what we're looking for for next year. Cool. All right. So we would love some reviews uh, if you're on a podcast platform. Those help us out tremendously if you want to support the show. Um, you can also, if you're on YouTube, do all the normal YouTube stuff, like and ring bells and crap like that. Um, we have some merch available and there's a link for that. Um, you can support the show. Thank you so much for everyone who does. Uh, thanks for being with us for this year. Um, honestly, altogether, it's it's really been good. I'm genuinely really, really happy with the just the progress and things that have changed for me in this past year. It's been super positive for me. And and thank you so much to all the listeners and everybody who's given their feedback and thoughts on it. The the amount of stuff that we've heard from the community is really tremendous. Like it, I really can't understate how much discussion and and reflection and ideas and comments that we've got. It's like really mind blowing. So thank you so much. We'll see you next year. Ish. Or maybe Actually, just next maybe, maybe next, next week. week. Either next week or next year. I think yeah. just next week. I kind of forgot um that like Christmas and then New Year's. That's later. Anyway. All right. We'll see you whenever. <laughs>